0: Real loud said, Amen. Amen. You can receive the tithes and the offerings. And uh, let's go in our Bibles this morning, uh, if, if you would, to um, Acts the 13th chapter. Let's go to Acts the 13th chapter. I want to talk to you today about two untos. Two untos. T-W-O, that's the number two, untos, u n t o. I guess apostrophe S. Two There's two unto's. Two unto's. And you'll see what I mean by that here in a moment. Acts 13 verse 1. Now in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers. And of course the list begins with Barnabas and it ends with Saul who became Paul the apostle. As, now notice this here. As they ministered, who did they minister to? So there's our first unto. The first ministry that we have is unto the Lord. The first ministry that we have is to the Lord. They were in church, just very similar to what, just like what we are right now. And they ministered to the Lord. Now, you say, well, how do we minister to the Lord? Well, actually, we just got done doing it here in, in song and worship. We were ministering to the Lord. Right? And uh, of course, we, we, we minister to the Lord. That, that would be a primary way. Our tithes and offerings, the Bible says that that, that, that can be a sweet smelling savor to Him. And uh, so, but, but, but they ministered to the Lord. Our first ministry as believers is to the Lord. That's the first of the two untos. They ministered to the Lord and fasted. And the Holy Spirit said, now of course, how did the Holy Spirit say? Did Was there an audible voice? Probably not. And there was probably a word of prophecy that the Holy Spirit gave to the pastor of this church or perhaps one of the other leaders or, there or so, someone, someone, whoever, I don't know who, but someone there. And the Holy Spirit said through that person, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul, who of course became Paul, for the work to which I have called them, and then notice, having fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them and sent them away. Notice the second thing here is, is that group of people there, they, they did something to Barnabas and Saul. What did they do? They laid hands on them. So our first unto is, is unto the Lord. The second unto is unto people. We, we do things unto people. One of the untos is done to the Lord, and the second that we're going to talk about today is done unto one another. The first one is unto the Lord, and the second is unto one another. Notice in Ephesians, the fifth chapter and the 18th verse, if you would. Ephesians, the fifth chapter and the 18th verse, says, Do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation. But be filled with the Spirit. Notice verse 19. Speaking to one another. See we have two unto's. Here it it talks about speaking to one another. In psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to who? To the Lord. So you see that. One part of this verse is we're doing something to one another and then all of a sudden it talks about doing something to the Lord. Now, it's interesting speaking to one another and singing to the Lord. Just a little side note here. (laughs) Uh, You're probably not going to be real blessed if I sing to you. (laughs) Because I don't sing too good. Did you ever notice that said, speaking to one another and singing to the Lord? Did you ever notice that? My singing is beautiful to the Lord and probably only to Him. I remember when I was in Sunday school at Vandover Baptist, right not too far from here, I remember the, the girls would go, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. And the boys would sing, praise she the Lord. And I was standing behind this girl. There was, I don't know, probably about ten of us there singing in Sunday school class. And the, little, the girls were on the front, the boys in the back. And the girls would go, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. And the boys would go, come on, help me folks, come on, talk to me, talk to me. pray." And I'd go, praise to the Lord. And this girl, she'd turn around and she'd give me dirty looks. I couldn't understand why. It was horrible. And then, and then I thought I could sing, and then I went along, and I got into, in into, into sixth grade, and they wouldn't let me on the concert choir, and then they did finally let me on the regular choir, and they put me in the back, and, and I'd sing, and, and it, it, was, it was just horrible. And so I finally got the revelation that I couldn't sing. And so I don't sing, I sing to the Lord. And I just thought, I just, just, just in my study, I did didn't you ever notice 19 says speaking? Come on, there's no deep spiritual truth here. I'm trying to be a little funny with you. Speak to one another and sing to the Lord. I I don't want to discourage anybody by singing to them in, in my horrible singing voice, you know. But thank God, I've always done fairly good talking. Not too good of a singer, but a better talker than a singer. Uh, but nonetheless, let's get back and be serious. I can see you didn't you didn't find any in any humor in that. So spe- speaking, real loud, say speaking, speaking to one another. In what? Psalms, hymns, and so I, I guess you could be singing to one another. Let's just put it this way. If you've got a pretty singing voice, speak or sing. If you don't have a pretty singing voice, I just suggest you speak, okay? But nonetheless, let's be serious now. What are we supposed to be doing to one another? We're supposed to be speak. are we supposed to be speaking gossip to one another? Are we supposed to be talking about, about negative, horrible things? And, and, um, now we ought to be what? Speaking to one another in what? Psalms, hymns, and spiritual psalms. Now, a psalm, you can find 150 of them in the Old Testament. And hymns, well, there's a lot of good hymns. They sang one this morning. Then they st- sings my soul, uh, my Savior God, how great thou art. And then spiritual song, what is a spiritual song? That's just something that comes out of your heart by the Holy Spirit. But, uh, I just, I guess I'd ask all of us today, have we been speaking or singing, however you want to say it, to one another in Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs? I, I don't know. Uh, I won't make you raise your hands, but I just, just, just ask yourself, and, and I have to ask myself, How much speaking to one another do we do, or singing, whatever, in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to one another? It's sobering to think about, isn't it? And then, we're also supposed to do what? Sing and make melody in our heart to who? To the Lord. They say, well, what what do I say to God? Well, right here in verse 20, it'll help you. It says, giving what? Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We all have something to be thankful for. He said, I don't have nothing to be thankful for. How many of you, Now, I want everybody to participate, how many of you can see me right now? If you can, raise your hand real high. If you can see me, raise your hand real high. You've got something to be thankful for because you know there's some blind people in the world, isn't there? How many people can breathe right now? Raise your hand. You got something to be thankful for. Do you know there are some people on this planet that <gasps> they're fighting for every breath? Did you know that? Is that, is that right? So I mean, just so you could see, breathe. How many of you can hear me now? If you if you can hear me, raise your hand. See. All right, we got something to be thankful for. You know, there's some people can't hear. So we've got things to be thankful for. Lord, I thank you that I can see. I thank you that I can that I can hear. I thank you, you know, I can walk. I thank you that I'm not in horrible pain. How many of you know we've all got something to be thankful for? How many of you were able to eat this morning and keep your food down? Isn't that wonderful? You know, there's some people couldn't eat, keep their food down this morning. You know that? I mean, we've got so many things to be thankful for. So just giving thanks always to God the Father. So we have a ministry to God and we have a ministry to one another. And and the Bible tells us to one another we ought to be singing or talking or speaking however you do it to one another in Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs and making melody in your heart to the Lord giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's interesting this is, Paul wrote this to the church in Ephesus, but notice what he wrote to the church in Colossae in Colossians 3.16. Notice this. He, he, he wrote basically the same thing. You know why that is? Because Christians need to hear this. This is what God wants Christians doing. Notice this. Uh, Colossians 3.16 said, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching. And admonishing who? One another another or each other. In what? Psalms? Hymns? Spiritual songs. Now he said that to two churches, didn't he? And then he said singing with grace in your hearts to who? To, To the Lord. To God. So we have a ministry to the Lord and we have a ministry to one another. Now here it's interesting. Um. You know, back in Ephesians, he talked about, about uh, speaking or singing to one another. But here in Colossians 3.16, he said, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching one another. Now, that as you study into that a little bit, it's not necessarily meaning that you're going to stand behind a pulpit and teach. This isn't really even talking about teaching in a Sunday school class or whatever. It's talking about passing on what you've learned to someone else. We can all do that. Is that that right? We can all pass on what we've learned to someone else. And it can be helpful to that fellow brother or sister in Christ. And then admonishing. What, What does that mean? I studied into that a little bit and just simply it means this. To gently remind. To gently remind or caution someone. How many, of y'all we, how many of you would agree we all need some gentle reminders down and then? And some gentle cautions. It doesn't mean we're supposed to be beating somebody over the head, you know, with correction. But, but to gently caution them or remind them of things that the Word says, you know. That's what we're supposed to be doing. We have a ministry to one another. I just think the Holy Spirit wants to be up here saying this to to all of us to remind us and maybe you didn't know this so it's first time you've ever heard this uh how many how many just uh, it's the first time you've ever heard that we we something like this where we we need to be doing this to one another Is anybody so you've known you you've known this already so how many's been doing it okay one two three okay so so if you already know this then why does the Lord have me up here to re to admonish you to gently remind you that we need to be doing this to one another. I need some gentle reminders and some encouraging. How about you? I don't think any of us need beating over the head, do we? I don't like beating over the head, but I could I like gentle reminders if it's done. You know something about me? I don't like criticism. Do you like criticism? But 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 I don't mind good constructive criticism. Did did you get what I just said? You know, if it's done in the right spirit and the right heart? You know it can make us better if we we'll listen to it, and not get offended. But the point here is, is that we we ought to be doing this to one another. Uh, 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 what did it say? Teaching, passing on what we've learned to one another, admonishing one another, singing, or in my case, speaking to one another. Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, these sorts of things. We need we need this, guys. We need, we I don't know about you, but I can use it. How about you? So we need to be doing this to one another on a regular, ongoing basis. And then to the Lord, singing with grace in our hearts to the Lord. And, of course, we did that here this morning. But how many of you know we need to do that more than just on Sunday morning? Is that right? Just daily. You can, I, a lot of times I'm singing to the Lord when I drive down the road, you know. And, again, He enjoys my singing. It's a joyful noise to Him. You know, again, if you're sitting in the car with me and you hear me singing, you're probably not going to be very blessed. But the Lord is blessed. And that's all that matters you know my singing is bad we ought to let them listen to that video that you showed me yesterday about that guy singing in the church now that was just bad wasn't it that's was worse than me wasn't it i don't sing back compared to that we ought to we'll play that for you maybe sometime but nonetheless how many of you know that it's pretty to the lord i've already heard people say i'm not going to sing even in worship service cuz cuz i don't sing well well your singing is only supposed to be a blessing to who? To the, to the Lord. Now, if it blesses other people, that's great. But the main thing is our ministries to the Lord. Now, what I want to do here in the time that I have left is I want to, because we could talk about a minute, our ministry to the Lord, but I want to center in, I think you'll be astonished to see how much the Bible says about our ministry to one another and And so, I want to take the time that I have left to just go through th- several scriptures and show you what the bible says it says it again and again and again how we 're supposed to minister to one another and and to do that, look at matthew twenty five verse forty matthew twenty five verse forty and jesus he's he 's you know telling a story here and we could go through the whole story, but for the sake of this message, Matthew twenty-five forty, He says, and the king will answer and say to them. And of course, Jesus would be like the king here. How many of you know he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords? He's, he says, and the king will answer and say to them, assuredly I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these my brethren, you did it to me. So we need to remember this. That when we minister to someone else, to another believer, or if you minister to anybody, particularly to those of the household of faith, but how many of you know Jesus takes it personal? And we need we need never forget that. So. As we read through these verses you 'll think well well he 's just talking about how we 're supposed to be, treat one another but look if we if we treat the least of of of, of someone however we treat them, the lord said we 've done it unto who unto Amen. him so having said that let 's go through several of these john thirteen thirty four john thirteen thirty four Jesus again speaking. He says, a new commandment I give to you that you what? Love one another. As I have loved you. So, we're not supposed to just love. We're supposed to love as He loved. That's the word, Greek words, agape, God kind of love. Unconditionally. We're supposed to unconditionally love one another. He said, a new commandment I give you that you love one another as I've loved you that you also love one another. We're talking about the two untos. What we do unto the Lord, what we do unto one another. But now we're looking at one another here. We're going we're gonna to go through the rest of this message. What are we supposed to do here? Love one another. Right? Romans 12.10. Let's look at that one. Romans 12.10. Notice here, Romans 12.10. Be kindly affectionate to who? To one another with what? Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor, giving preference to one another. Preferring one another, honoring one another. And when we do it to one another, it's really like doing it to who? To the Lord Jesus. Is that right? Okay? This is a good reminder today, folks, isn't it? Good reminder. Need to think about this when you're driving your car and looking for that parking spot. Huh? Diane and I was out of town uh, for a couple of days this last week, we went to a ministers' conference, and it was in it was in Branson, and we drove back, <laughs> and uh, we got it. We came off Highway 44, and we were going to stop at Jimmy John's. How many have you ever been to Jimmy John's? And and and, and there, we was going to make a left into there, and there was a, a lady. I don't know who she was, but she was blocking the, the she was blocking the whole thing. I couldn't make a left turn, and I was trying to prefer her, and uh, and 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 and. and, and she, she She did do this to me, and I, but i couldn 't turn in because she was blocking the whole she was parked right in the middle and so uh, I finally said, and so when she pulled out she she gave me a, a gesture that wasn 't very kind. And then as I was walking into Jimmy John's, because I let Diane off, and she went in to make the order. And anyway, so when I'm coming in, I saw another lady make a similar gesture, not at me this time. And I thought, you know, I've been just to a minister's conference, hadn't been back in five minutes. <laughs> so anyway, I don't need to explain what that gesture was, do I? No. Okay. But she, they weren't being kindly affectionate to me, and I was trying to prefer the lady. But you know what? You still have to love them. Isn't that right? Do what? Eat gritted teeth. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another. You okay? and uh, when some when you when you act on that verse and somebody responds like I was responded to in the car the other day you know the flesh wants to just respond in kind but you don't you don't uh i don't know if i ought to you know what 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 have i got to lose Driving down the road many years ago, my dad. Now he 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 passed away when I was seven, and uh, he didn't know too much about hand signals and whatnot. And so apparently he did something out there. My brother tells the story to me. I wasn't there, but this is what my dad did because he wasn't aware of hand signals and all of that. And so he did something, and somebody made a gesture at him that like what was made to me. You didn't think you'd be hearing about this in church. But. <laughs> And so my dad got mad and he drove up and got right side of the guy, you know. And you know, a little road rage there. You know what he did? He did this to the guy. He, he got up and he went like that to him. <laughs> he didn't know. Well, I don't know, but you know. You didn't think you'd be hearing about this at church. Maybe this caused the church to grow, huh? Folks, I'm talking about the real world here. You're going to act on these Scriptures and people are going to do unkind things to you. They're going to call you names. They're going to give you gestures that... Come on, is this right or not? Am I right? Look, I taught in junior high for a lot of years, okay? I mean, you know, I've seen about everything you can imagine and things you don't want to imagine. Four-letter words flying around like oxygen. You know what I'm saying? Come on, this is a real world that's out there. Huh? That we're supposed to be going out and affecting for the good. Is that right? I don't talk about this in church. Well, you know, these are real nasty, ugly things that go on out there. Sinners are sinners, right? And so when they do these things to us, what are we... My flesh wanted to get out of the car. Actually, my flesh wanted to drive that lady, drive, find that lady and tell her... I wouldn't give her any hand gestures, but I wanted to tell her, give her a piece of my mind. How about you? But what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. Listen, we can come in here in this setting and we can be kindly affectionate. Not hard to do at all. But what are you going to do when somebody flips you off? I shouldn't have said that, but that's just the truth. Huh? Come on now. Come on now. Huh? Well... (laughs) Now I don't normally talk like this, but what are you going to do? No, you're not. No, you're not. No no, because because the Holy Ghost is working on you. I said the Holy Ghost is working on you, dear brother. No, no. No, you know, you're going to No, no. You're not going to No, that's before you came here, but the Holy Ghost is working on you. And by the time he gets done working on you, you're not going to you're going to you're not going to do that. You're you're No, you're not going to. No. No, no, you're not, do- <laughs> no cat, no, you no. okay, 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 what, well, I- Diane, the this- riot's going to break out, it's- <laughs> <Huh>? okay, <laughs> all right, well, you know what, how did I get off on this, <laughs> What am I going to do? And we're waiting for a move of the Holy Ghost. We're talking about this. This could be a move of the Holy Ghost. Let me just tell you what. What we do is we respond. How do we respond? What would Jesus do? <laughs> He'd be kindly affectionate. With brotherly love. Honoring and giving preference to one another. Now let's move on. Any of you coming back next week? I hope you do. Romans 15, Romans 15.7. Now I tell you what, let the Holy Ghost work on you a while and, and, and people do that to you and you just want to buy them lunch. Okay, I know. Okay. Holy Ghost working on all of us. How many of you know we're all a work in progress? Is that right? All right. Okay, Romans 15.7. Let's move them along. Accept one another. Now the King James I think says receive, but actually it means accept, accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. We need to be accepting of one another. Now this does not mean accepting of one another's uh, sinful lifestyle, but accepting one another, being acceptive of one another. I'm different than you. You're different than me. We all don't look the same. We all don't act the same. We need to accept one another. I really hope that little thing that I just went over a few moments ago didn't didn't offend anybody. I hope it didn't offend you or... I mean, I mean, guys, we live in a... This world it can be an ugly place. And, and if we don't ever talk about these things, you know, this is, this is why we come to a, a place like this. To get taught to, to, so that when somebody acts ugly to us, we can accept them in their ugliness. I don't mean physical ugliness. I mean that lady that gave me the finger. I need to accept her and love her. Is that right? Is that correct? Even though my flesh doesn't want to, we need to walk in love. What did Jesus say? Turn the other cheek. And it's like the time I was playing racquetball. Remember that? And and Jay Plyman used to attend here years ago. He's moved to Florida now. And he hit me on the right side in the back. And I got mad. And I turned and i turned i turned and i got mad and i and i charged him and i got right up in his face and i was and he said pastor my pastor he said you know what jesus said i said what did he say he said turn the other cheek and and God is my witness, I did, and, and it, within two minutes, He hit me there too. I'm, sorry, I had to forgive seven times seven. Uh, this is a little raw here this morning, but this listen, this is, if this is offending you, look, I don't mean for it to. I didn't even have this in mind. I didn't know I was going to get off on we I'm trying to prepare you for an ugly world out there where this stuff happens. And it's getting worse all the time. So we're going to need to walk in more love all the time. Accept one another as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. Look at Galatians 5.13. For you, brethren, I'll give you a moment to turn. While you're turning there, you're not going to leave the church because I was talking about that stuff are you now. Will you come back next week? Okay, okay, okay. Galatians 5.13 For you, brethren, have been called to liberty, only do not use your liberty as an opportunity uh, uh, for the flesh, but through love do what? Serve one another. Serve one another. That's... That's why it's so important to have, find where you fit in the local church and get in there and serve others. And if you do it unto others, you do it unto the Lord. Serve one another. Serve one another. Look at Galatians 6, 2. It says, Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Sobering, isn't it? It's interesting if you look at Galatians. That was six two, but look at Galatians six five. It says each one will bear his own load or burden. And somebody once said, "Well, that's a contradiction." Verse two says bear one another's burdens, and verse five says bear your own load or burden. But if you're getting into study and the, the Greek words in this, what verse five is saying is that each one shall bear his own light burden. But verse 2 says that we should bear one another's heavy burdens. How many of you know the light stuff that comes along? You ought to be able to bear that yourself. Right? But the heavy stuff, that when the heavy stuff comes along, that's why you need the body of Christ. That's why you need the local church. That's why you need a, a, a good church that you're hooked into. So we can bear one another's heavy burdens. There's some things you just can't bear by yourself. I'll think about it. there's so many people out there that don't go to church. They don't have a local church and life's heavy burdens come their way and they have no one else there beside them to help them bear that heavy burden. Guys, we need to be there for one another. Not for all the little light things, but for the heavy stuff. That's why Diane and I are here. That's why we're here for one another. You okay? Ephesians 4.32 Oh, here we go. Boy, this one verse. There's so much going on in this one verse. Ephesians 4.32 Be what to one another? Well, we could get a long way just doing that, couldn't we? I'm not saying we're not doing it. It's just a good reminder, isn't it? And what's that next word? tenderhearted what's that next word forgiving one another let's let's read that again what's the first thing be what be kind to one another what's the next one tenderhearted what's the next one forgiving even as god in christ forgave you My goodness, we have a ministry to each other, don't we? Pastor, I just don't like all the things you say and do. Well, as long as they're not sinful, you need to what? Be kind to me, right? Just like you'd want me to be kind to you. Tenderhearted. If I've done something you don't like, as long as it's not sinful, I mean, you know, what are you supposed to do? Forgive. And what am I supposed to do for you? Forgive, right? Look at First Thessalonians 4:18. Let's always keep that tender heart. Look at First Thessalonians 4:18. Look at this. Therefore, now the Apostle Paul had just wrote had just written, <laughs> he had just written uh, at the direction of the Holy Spirit some things about the rapture and whatnot. And but be that as it may, the Word of God is what he's telling here, telling them to do here. Watch this. Therefore, comfort one another with what. These words, the Word of God. What are they supposed to do to one another? Comfort one another with the Word of God. I don't know about you, but I could use that. Comfort. And the greatest comfort you'll find in the B-I-B-L-E, the Bible. And we're supposed... Now notice, I, I, you got to get this. Did it say comfort yourself? No, it said what? Comfort How many of you know David? you remember David in the Old Testament? He got real low one time, didn't he? And he didn't have anybody there. So what did he do? The Bible said he encouraged himself. But isn't it good? We've got each other, don't we? And so, yeah, you can comfort yourself with the Word of God, but there's a ministry. What are we supposed to be doing to one another? Comforting one another. Here, go to, go to 1 Thessalonians, You're right there in chapter 4. Go to chapter 5, verse 11. Go to 5, verse 11. Therefore, comfort each other. So we, we already saw that. Notice it didn't say comfort yourself. It said what? Comfort each other and edify one another. That word edify means to build up. Not to tear down, but to build up one another just as you also are doing. So here, he was telling him, you're doing this, but I'm just reminding you to keep doing it. So that's all I'm doing here. If you're doing it, great. Keep doing it. If you're not, start doing it. Comfort each other and build one another up. Look at, look at Hebrews 3.13. Hebrews 3.13. Just a few more of these, and then we'll dismiss. H- Hebrews 3.13. But... What's that next word? Exhort who? One another. How often? Think of that. That word exhort means to encourage. It also means to urge someone to stay on course. Has anybody ever wanted to quit besides me? Just quit. Just give up on life. Just quit. And you know what? In those moments, isn't it good to have someone there to urge you to stay on course? Keep on keeping on. Don't quit. Don't stop. Don't st- I'm not going to stop till I drop. Amen? And I don't plan on dropping until it's time for me to go or the Lord comes. Right? But in the meantime, we're, look, we're going to hit some lows in this life. We're going to hit some valleys. Don't think you're going to be able to live this Christian life without having to go through some valleys. But isn't it nice when you're in the valley, the Lord's with you? But, but it's good that, that we bear one another's heavy burdens and we're there with each other. And we go through these valleys with each other. And we encourage each other. It said to exhort one another. How often? Daily. Real loud say daily. 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 Encourage. And, and it means to urge someone to stay on course like Gary Turney over there. I'm gonna urge him not to act ugly towards other people. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm Gary, I'm exhorting you, brother, you're not gonna you're gonna be you're gonna walk in love and stay kind and tender hearted, okay? Amen. Okay. <laughs> and how often am I gonna to have to encourage him? Daily. Daily. Minutely. I can say I just talked to him about ten minutes ago, and he's already slipping. I'm going to have to work on him a little bit. <laughs> he said, a, 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 "While it's called today, lest any of you be hardened through a, through the deceitfulness of sin." Well, anyway, we could go on and on. Look at First Peter four nine. I just we're almost done. I just got this one. And one more. You get? Are you getting anything out of this today? Good to be refreshed with these things and reminded. First Peter four nine. Be hospitable, hospitable to one another without grumbling. Now be hospitable to one another without grumbling. So that that's okay. That that's a new King James. Uh, but let's read this in the New Living Translation, and maybe it'll come more alive. I'll give you a little example. Did it say without what? Without? Okay. Now, 1 Peter 4, 9. Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. God has given each of you a gift. Well, let, 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 let's we'll do verse 10 in a minute. Let's look at just verse 9. Verse 9. 1 Peter 4, 9. So let's say, now what did it say? Cheerfully share your your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. And as you study into this, it's talking about those of the household of faith, your local church. Let's just say, and this is a good test for all of us. This is just a test. Do you remember how they used to do that years ago? This is just a test. This is not an actual emergency. This is just a test. But let's say we had a family in the church. And let's say their house burned down. No one was hurt. They were away, but the house burned down. And they need somewhere to stay for two weeks till they can get kind of back on their feet. And Pastor Terry calls you on the phone and says, Could you take the XYZ family to come live with you and they've got three children. But can they come live with you for two weeks? Now how would you react to that? Huh? Would that be okay? Would you be good? Now I'm not going to go around and ask but any of you to. So she volunteered that. But I've, I, I, Now in all honesty how I would handle that. Now God's not done with me yet. And I'm the pastor. I would probably say, now, Diane, now, you know me, I I, I like living with you, but I'm not real good with living with other people. So we're going to take good care of these people. And we're going to get, now, now Diane, what would you say? You say, come on down, okay? Now, I would say, now, we're going to take care of these people. And we are. But I would get them a real nice hotel And I would see to it that they had a a nice hotel. They'd have three square meals a day. The church would pay for it. I would put them up. We would take good care of them. But if they were going to come over to my house, I might rumble a little bit. Where Where are we going to put these children? Is it okay if I'm just being honest? I'm going to take care of them. Now, there's some people I've met over the years that wouldn't even take care of them. Let their insurance take care of it. How many of you know, as a church, we have a responsibility? And there are some people like Dorothy over here, who, and my wife, just come on down. That's great. I, I, you know, Now, I'm not there yet. God's working on me. Now, if the hotel wasn't available, guess where they'd be staying? Huh? They'd be staying at my house. Is it okay? I mean, this this kind of gets ugly. But what if what if? How many of you out there, if you had a family coming over with three or four kids and they're going to stay with you, or let's just maybe no children, doesn't matter. They're going to be with you and they're going to be coming over. They're going to be staying for two weeks. I wonder if any Christians would be. You maybe maybe you'd do it, but would anybody grumble? I need somebody to pick. Or, or I, like I need somebody to pick George up, you know, I need somebody to pick George up once a month, you know, I'll do it. Boy, oh, this gets real right where we live, doesn't it? I'm not trying to put anybody down, I'm just saying we need to examine ourselves. Would we accept that family in? Would we take care of them? Would we Would we put them in a, what would we do? Would you be willing to put money towards putting them in a nice hotel? How many of you know there's nothing wrong with a nice hotel, is that right? In a pool. You, at my house, you don't have a pool, so at a hotel... <laughs> <You> know, so... <laughs> wow, okay. I'm glad you came today. But how many people... I mean, do you hear what I'm saying? This. Is, I'm just trying to... I'm getting into some examples here today that, as you can see... You know? Without what? Without... So if you're not there yet, we need to work on getting there, right? Let the Holy Ghost keep working on us. And, and if you had the means and you wouldn't be willing to help put somebody like that up in a hotel, you really need to get alone with God because you need some real serious work. I can see where you might not come to the house, but if you wouldn't, if you had the money and you wouldn't be willing to contribute to helping a family that their house burned, then you need to really... Needs some work on that. Would you agree? (laughs) Yes, say. Verse ten here in New Living Translation. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. And then the last one is found in James five, sixteen. Let's go there. Well, A lot of this didn't come out the way I thought it was going to today. Got into a lot of things I didn't plan on getting into. But it's good. It's good. It's good to think about these things. I've just been as open and honest as I can be with you. James 5.16. This is in the Amplified. Confess to one another, therefore, your faults. Your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins. Now, of course, the Bible is clear. We're supposed to confess our sins to God. We're not going to turn this into the Catholic Church. Everybody say, Amen. Amen. You don't confess your sin to an earthly priest. You confess your sin to God. But did you know there is a, there is a truth in you know You know, I've, I've watched this over the years, and sometimes it's not until you confess your sin to another person that you're really able to get pow- the power over it, the power of it's broken. Did you know that? And do you know that one reason, yeah, I, yeah, I did the Spirit of God just spoke this to me, so I'll say it to you. The one reason that this scripture isn't acted on more so is because, isn't it sad that we can't share a lot of things with our brothers and sisters in Christ because they'll go blabbing it to other people? Huh? So you need to have you some people you can really trust. Confess to one another your what? Your faults. You know, that's not easy to do. You know, it's not easy for some people to even admit they have a fault. Much less confess it to anybody. Confess your faults. faults, Your slips. Yeah, I, I'm supposed to say this. Somebody in here needs to get this. Either in here or listening on the the internet. There's been something you've been struggling with and you you just can't seem to break the power of it. You need to find somebody you can trust that won't go blabbing it and you need to confess it to them. And, you, and, and until you do that, you, you're not, when you do that, you, the thing will break and you'll, you'll, be, you'll be able to walk free of it. I don't know who that's for, what that means, but it's for somebody. And I'm supposed to say this, you've done just about everything but this verse right here to get free. You've not been able to get free. You've talked to God about it seemingly a million times and it still has a hold on you. If you act on this verse, you'll be able to go free. Confess to one another, therefore, your what? Your faults, your what? Your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins. And pray also for who? For one another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. And of course, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man makes great power available and all of that. But we have a ministry to the Lord, don't we? And we have a ministry to one another, don't we? Did you get anything out of this today? Was it helpful to you? And again, if I offended anybody with some of that talk earlier, I I, I do apologize. And you're going to be tenderhearted and forgive me, right? Stand with me if you would. Don't forget we have some fellowship for you after the service. There's have some goodies out there. I hope you'll be able to stay in fellowship and eat some of the goodies. Maybe you'll start singing to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. I don't know. But I know you're going to be kind and tender-hearted to one another. I know that. You're good people. And I taught this today not to to say, well, you're not doing this, start doing it. I taught it to remind us all. It's a good reminder, wasn't it? Good reminder. I'm glad I came. Helped me a lot. Um... One reason we have these altar workers up here is for you to enact James 5.16. Confess to one another. They're here, you know, for the lost. If they need to come and get saved. If you need to be healed in your body, they'll pray for you.